Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards here, and it's great to be with you on Lord & Richards Radio. And today we're going to be digging into a biblical principle found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15. And as we look into this principle, it's really going to reinforce what our core values are at Lord & Richards, where we try to help you achieve financial independence from a biblical point of view. And the reason we do that is we want you to be able to do amazing things for God with the bountiful resources He's placed at your disposal. And so today we're really asking, according to Proverbs, when is enough enough? Listen to what Solomon had to say. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. So really, a contrary view to what mainstream society would tell you today. It's always better to have more, always better to have bountiful feasts of food than to eat a salad, right? <laughs> Unless you're a vegetarian. So sometimes, number one, we assume that having a lot is an important part of financial independence and security. And let me just say, I'm not downplaying income and the need for that. But would it surprise you to know that the clients I'm seeing every day who have a great deal very often have the same financial issues as those with a little? We're seeing the need for the same kind of planning, whether it be income planning, risk management, tax planning, health planning, and so, so on. So the truth is that it comes down to how much you spend, not how much you earn when determining whether you're financially independent and secure. It comes down to what you spend. And I've talked about that in other sessions. The key is, are you living within your means? And during your working years, are you saving plenty so that you have other dollars to live on later on in life? But even having a lot and keeping expenses under control can still lead to unhappiness and insecurity. You say, well, how is that? I mean, if I have a lot and my expenses are under control, why would I be unhappy about that? Well, sometimes the people who amass the most are under significant stress and they have to make decisions about what to prioritize in life so that they can earn that large amount. Those decisions, that stress, 
that leads to great wealth can result in a life you would gladly trade for somebody else's. Isn't that interesting? I often see it. We know as Christians that the Bible tells us money isn't going to be the source of happiness. That's found in God. Often, wealth brings a measure of trouble you'd rather avoid. Now, we see this caricaturized in things like the lottery, right? People win a big amount, and suddenly they've got all kinds of trouble. They want to be anonymous. They don't want to tell people because they got people beating down their door. But for others, it may mean an, a, a focus that is really out of alignment. Sometimes those who amass great amounts of money find that they have fewer true fa- friends and more hatred, the way the proverb puts it, more hatred than if they had pursued a simpler life, more, more enemies. Isn't that interesting? So those who really pursue wealth and accumulate a great deal of it often would be in a better place in terms of their personal happiness if they had pursued a simpler life. You know, they may have lots of social connections, parties, toys, what the Proverbs call a fattened ox, right? That's what they would whip out in Bible times when it was time to celebrate, feast, eat, drink, be happy. But what is the quality of their relationships with their family and friends? Do their children, does their wife love and respect them? Many times I encounter extremely wealthy people with families that have literally fallen apart with very few relationships, people that they know could they could say they love them no matter what. So what it comes down to in Proverbs is this key. It comes down to pursuing two vastly more important goals, right? So the first proverb says, the fear of the Lord. And the other says, better a dinner of herbs or a salad where love is. So the fear of the Lord and love. Number one, the fear of the Lord. This is not merely the concept of cowering before his awesome majesty, which of course any of us would do if we were in an encounter with God. We would not survive it because of his holiness. But the fear that the proverb is talking about, the fear that Solomon is talking about, is based on a love relationship with God, the unique reverential awe that only his people have for him. I call it fear of ruining or damaging the relationship, fear of damaging the relationship. Do you have that kind of relationship with God? Do you have that kind of personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Secondly, love. The proverb tells us it would be better to eat herbs and salad all the time as opposed to feasting like kings if it leads to true loving relationships. I think we know that's the case. But very often we set our course and we point our direction in the opposite. We pursue the money, the things, the wealth. I can honestly say this. If I were forced to choose, I would rather live in a one-bedroom apartment with my family of six who love me than a palace without that same love. And as a matter of fact, we have had times where a one-bedroom apartment would have been an upgrade. We lived in a motorhome in a parking lot that we borrowed from my parents-in-law during a period of life when uh, we had no place else to stay. And that was a time during, um, during which we saw God really work in our lives and where our relationships grew closer. And so, folks, better it is to have a little with the fear of God. Better it is to have a little bit of food, like a salad, where love is, than to have great treasure or a fattened ox and to have trouble and hatred with that. 
So perhaps you're saying today, well, Colin, that really is my priority. It's where my family is. Uh, we want to prioritize love, relationships, our relationship with God and one another. And we're willing to make sure that with those things at the priority, having a ton of money doesn't become number one. Now, whether you have a ton of money or not, you can still prioritize the fear of the Lord and relationships. And so what we do at Lord & Richards is we're talking to people just like you who are worried that things out of your control are going to damage your portfolio, are going to damage your retirement future. And so we build a plan for you to achieve financial independence so you can enjoy retirement without worry from a biblical point of view. All it takes is a simple phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I'm excited to be talking to you in this segment today about the answer to a question I get all the time. And the question is, Colin, am I taking too much risk or not enough? How do I know? And the concern that's being shared is coming from folks who are really wanting to put together a plan to achieve financial independence. Those are the folks we're helping every day, just like you. And we want to help you as well. And so I want to start, first of all, by talking you through the process of how to know if you're taking too much risk or not enough. First, determine what level of risk you can handle emotionally. Determine what level of risk you can handle emotionally. You say, well, Colin, I thought that I'm supposed to be well taught about risk. You know, people are always telling me, you know, you need to put up with risk. Uh, so shouldn't I first start with sort of the facts of it and the math of it? Well, no. We're human beings, and what I've learned over the years as I've served many, many, many clients is that you might think this is going backwards, but it's really difficult to overcome the emotions of a downturn with your logic alone. <laughs> when we actually go through those trying times, we want you to be able to have peace knowing that you have already had a conversation and made a decision in advance of the trouble rather than waiting for that trouble to come upon you. So it's better to determine in advance of a downturn the level of risk you're comfortable with. Here at Lord & Richards, my advisors and I have an easy way to help you determine the emotional capacity that you have for risk. We call it the Pyramid of Doom. Not the Temple of Doom, as I had a client recently say back to me, but the Pyramid of Doom. Now again, that sounds a little negative, but it's actually positive. Because what the, the pyramid does, it's an illustration that we put up on the screen that allows you to choose from seven fictitious portfolios. And the reason it's a pyramid is at the top in portfolio A, there's a small amount of risk and a small amount of reward. And at the bottom in portfolio G, there's a large amount of risk and a large amount of reward, forming a pyramid in the graph. And we're simply asking you somewhere between no risk all the way up to 35% of your money risked. If you had $100,000, that'd be a loss of $35,000. If you had a million, that'd be a loss of $350,000. That's a lot of money for anybody. And so as you look at those various portfolios, what I ask you, what my team and I ask you is, what is your uncle point, right? What is the point on the risk side where if it's heads you win, tails you lose, 
where you'll feel that you've gone too far, where the emotions are just going to kick in. And so what we do is we invite our ladies to go first, and you ladies and you men both get to change your mind if you're married. And if you're single, we just go right at it. So we file that away, and a lot of people distribute on the bell curve in a pretty generally similar area. It's kind of interesting to see. Next, after you determine what level of risk you can handle emotionally, you need to determine what level of risk you can handle mathematically, scientifically. And we want to see how well they line up. So we start with a powerful software tool. And we go back and we do our homework and we come back to visit you and we test the current amount of risk you're taking right now in your portfolio. So you can see, is it in alignment with your tolerance, with the emotion? We take your portfolio, we package it up, and we go back in time multiple decades and we determine how your current portfolio would have done back in the 80s or the 90s and especially 2008. Then we show the very worst experience from that time period as a downside percentage. So we'll show you, hey, if you owned this same portfolio and we go back in time multiple decades, out of all the various downturns that occurred, the worst one would have cost you X. And very often in a very typical portfolio, maybe 60% stocks, 40% bonds, something like that, we'll see 25, 30, 35, 40% lost if we relive history. Well, let me ask you right now, how do you feel about that? How would you feel if we had that happen again? And here's a question. Could we have that happen again? That's a really good question. And then finally, we show you the average rate of return your portfolio would have earned over those decades if you keep the same tools that you're using now. So that's a good comparison. You know, how would I be doing on the downside and what would my average return have been on the upside? And you can see, does the risk and the reward balance out? Was the reward worth the amount of risk you took? Now, in case your portfolio is taking too much risk, we show you a redesigned strategy that hopefully can bring your risk back in alignment with your emotional goal. And you might say, well, Colin, you don't even want to know my emotional goal. <laughs> I don't want to lose much, if anything. Well, we're going to address that in our next segment and answer this simple question. Is it possible to take almost no or absolutely zero risk and still get growth? So be sure to click ahead to that next segment when this one is done, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify. So we also then will test your portfolio using another powerful tool. So now we've figured out are you taking the right amount of risk currently? And can we get you in alignment with it in the future? But we're also going to test how, many how much probability of success you have if we look forward out into the future. And we have powerful software, once again, that can run up to 10,000 versions of the market in your retirement and show you with your money, your portfolio, your planned retirement date, your budget, your goals, and even this, the possibility that someone has a very expensive chronic illness. We show you all of that, what your probability success is. So do you have a 90% greater likelihood of never running out of money? That's great. Awesome. We'll congratulate you. And then we'll go on to see, can we maximize those dollars even further? 
If it's lower than 90%, well, we're sure going to want to redesign your portfolio to help make sure not only that you're taking the amount of risk that's appropriate for you mathematically, but also appropriate for you emotionally, emotionally. So not just mathematically, but emotionally. We call this a financial independence review. And this is just one of the many pieces that we do for you complimentary. It's our pleasure to sit down with folks all the time. And from time to time, I had this happen last week. We meet folks who are really right in alignment with both their downside and upside goals and who have 100% or at least 90% or greater likelihood of success. And then we come alongside and help you in other ways. Can we help you with a written tax plan, a written health care plan in case someone has a devastatingly expensive chronic illness and so on? And so we want to help you any way we can here at Lord & Richards. We're helping folks just like you to not only get retired and stay retired, but to feel financially independent while doing it. And that is the key. And it really starts with a simple conversation over the phone where we can visit about your goals and your needs and find out if it makes sense for us to work together. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I'm very excited to be talking to you today about how you can achieve financial independence. I work with a fantastic team of investment advisors and planners who have incredible expertise in helping people just like you to retire financially independent. And so we want to help you today to answer yet another question in this segment. And here it is. I've had a number of, number of people who have lived through the recent market downturn and volatility, and they've started to ask this question. Colin, you know, I'm a pretty conservative person. Is it possible? Is it possible to take low or even zero risk and still have growth in my portfolio? Here it is again. Is it possible to take low or even zero risk and still get growth and have opportunity in my portfolio? And the answer is simply, we can teach you how to build a portfolio that truly reflects your feelings and goals about risk and growth, even if you prefer to take no risk. We work with folks all over the map. Some are much more comfortable with risk. Others are less comfortable. And here's the key. It might surprise you to know this, but the opportunity for growth is the same whether you're taking risk or not. It really is more a matter of your decision-making about liquidity. You know, many Americans are swimming in seas of liquidity that they don't need, and they're giving up the things that are most important to them, safety and growth. So here are the steps that we take with clients every day, just like you, to help you build a portfolio that has low or no risk, if that's your desire. And if you say, well, Colin, I'm going to tune out because I'm really fine with risk. Here's the great thing. You can take more risk, you can have more liquidity, and you can build a portfolio that perfectly suits your goals. So step number one, you do need some really liquid money in case you have an emergency or for the things you got planned coming up, maybe a vacation or a car purchase, or maybe mom and dad are going to pay for a wedding. We call that step one an emergency fund. In our scheme of color, it's green. We call it green money, emergency money, checking, savings, money market 
down at the credit union, or just buried in the backyard or under your mattress, wherever it is, someplace where you can get to that money. It's liquid. It's safe. Okay. Step number two. Oh, and by the way, don't put it all there, right? Because there's no growth. Notice I didn't say growth. Very little in a checking or savings or money market or mattress account. Okay. So we typically need, oh, three to six months expenses. Step number two, we call a growing reserve. This is the opportunity to put growth on additional liquid money, because sometimes our bank account isn't enough to deal with everything that life dishes out. And we put it in a growing reserve that can grow and is liquid. But this is where the risk is. This is where the risk is. We call it blue money. Our blue money has the risk. So what are we going to do? Well, if your risk tolerance or your emotional uh, feeling about risk is very high, well, we can build out a full portfolio that has more liquidity because we're going to have more money in the blue money. But if your risk tolerance is low, we're going to minimize how much we put into the blue money and maybe have more green money, a little bit more money that's not growing, but it's still safe and liquid. But now we're going to really emphasize the third column. If your risk tolerance is low, green money, checking savings, blue money, that's where the risk is, our growing reserve. And now step three, the most important step, if you want growth and safety on the same dollar at the same time, protected money protected money. And we color that red, red money. So first, how are we going to do that? How are we going to have a column of money, a fund of money that's safe and growing? Well, first, we're going to put it in a nice, safe place. You can go three places to get safety today besides your mattress. You can go to the bank. You already knew that. You can go to insurance companies, those old whole life insurance policies or fixed universal life policies. They guarantee that your money will be safe and returned to you either as cash or a death benefit, depending on how it's designed. And then good old-fashioned fixed annuities been around over a century. They're like the annuity version or the insurance version of a CD. Low or no fees, a guaranteed rate of return, and absolutely backed and guaranteed. So all of those have the ability to keep your money safe. We call this money your goose. Okay, you say, why are you talking about a goose, Colin? Well, we tell the state the fable of the goose that laid the golden egg. And if you have a goose and it has the ability to lay a golden egg each year, which is more important to keep safe? Are you tracking with me? I say the goose, right? Because your egg is a renewable resource and you can get that back the next year if you lose it. But the goose, you lose it, your goose is cooked. So be willing, if you would like, to go longer term in order to get growth, right? This is your area of compromise. Greater liquidity forces you to take either risk or settle for no growth. But reducing some of that liquidity, being more mature in your investments, having a longer time horizon, such as when you invested in IRAs or 401ks before you were retired, that's your compromise. But now, by taking a little bit longer term on your goose, the bank, the insurance company, the fixed annuity company, now you're able to safely, without risk, yield maybe 2 or 3% on average. Okay, We call this your golden egg. You say, well, it doesn't sound very golden to me. I can't live on 2 or 3%, Colin. Well, it's a renewable resource. So would it be okay if we would risk that egg in order to get more? So the next step is to allow the bank, insurance company, or fixed annuity company to leverage the daylights out of that golden egg and try to multiply it. 
they will literally go into the financial markets and spend that egg on highly leveraged tools like market index options. You say, I don't know what that is. Well, come on in. I'll explain it. But looking back over time, we have seen that these banks and insurance companies and annuity companies typically will just about double your golden egg on average. So taking that 2 or 3% return on up to maybe more like 4 and using new tools at our disposal today, we have the potential to even see an average return of much, much more. Now, in individual years, when the, the, um, the egg produces results, it may actually yield a far greater return than just double or triple. But remember, during down years in the market, you've lost that egg. It's been leveraged. But your goose is safe back at home in the principal. So we can teach you about how to do this. And it puts a larger golden egg back in your protected portfolio, resulting in compounding over time. Rinse, wash, repeat. Rinse, wash, repeat. So for a client who wants low or zero risk, we simply reduce the amount of at-risk money and maximize the protected money where there's still growth. And I'm glad to say that my clients who pursued safe, protected strategies never lost a dime of their money during the 2008 and 2009 crash, but still had the opportunity to grow when the market recovered. If that's what you're looking for, it just takes a simple conversation for us to teach you how to have growth with little or no risk here at Lord & Richards. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.